being aware that everything that could possibly happen happened to her somewhere in some life kind of absolved her a little from decisions. Matt Haig. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hole. And I'm Lee S's. Happy episode 400. Woo! This is a very big milestone for us. We are very excited to have delivered 400 episodes to you, our listeners. You are fantastic in your support that you've shown us, in the involvement that you have on our Discord and everything. So thank you. As you can probably guess, 400 is not enough episodes to talk about everything there is to talk about in storytelling, so we are going to keep going. We were just recognizing today that there's a whole chunk of information that we thought we'd covered that we hadn't, so you're going to hear more about that next month. Today, we decided to go a little more fun talking about the multiverse. Because, of course, the idea of a multiverse or multi-dimensions is a hot topic in pop culture these days, but multiverse takes so much planning, so much thought with the world building. Now, of course, you could have something like the Cosmere that is one universe, but you have crossovers with characters. Or you can have something like Spider-Man Into the Universe, where you have a bunch of different forms of Spider-Man all coming together, and it's this multidimensional idea of who Spider-Man could be. On the off chance you're not a super sci-fi nerd, we wanted to explain a little bit about what a multiverse is. This will help you write it and integrate it into your story or decide if this is even a good idea for your story. Most of the time, it is relayed as a splitting of timelines. So you have your main timeline, and then you have things that divert, that split off of that main timeline because of a choice that was made or a thing that happened differently in another place. So there's a whole multiverse show based around what if Nazis won World War II. In the fantasy realm, not only are you going to see the portal fantasy type multiverse, in which case you're kind of tapping into a lot of those sci-fi principles, but in a strictly swords and sorcery, Dungeons and Dragons type environment, a lot of those other timelines, multiple other universes or dimensions are actually called planes. So you have different planes of existence. The astral plane is where the magical monsters come from. You have your bags of holding that put things into a pocket dimension. And there's a lot of ways that you can play with this idea of having multiple dimensions, multiple timelines, multiple universes. You can break it down essentially into two types. Whether or not it's sci-fi or fantasy doesn't matter. This applies to both occurrences. One of those is there is a finite number of universes. There always has been a third dimension. There always has been an astral plane. This is set in to the design of how the cosmos works. You have a bunch of extra universes that work parallel alongside each other. The other type is to have that division timeline dimension idea of a new universe is created every time a character makes a choice. This is how it is in Loki. This is how it is in, I think, the Flash TV show. The There's... Doctor Strange movie that came out about a year ago. Yeah. So it's this idea that every time a thing happens that could have been multiple different outcomes, there is a new universe created for each of those outcomes. 
And I do want to clarify that a vast universe and a galaxy is different than a multiverse. The Cosmere in Brandon Sanderson's works is different planets, different things are happening, but it all happens in the same universe. There's no parallel universes, which means you're not going to have three copies of Lee Hole in different universes. Whereas Marvel Universe, especially their recently established MCU, has several different versions of the same character. We can have three Spider-Men in the same scene. If you ever watch the TV show Fringe, this is about a character who designed a portal from our universe to a slightly different other universe and stole his son from the parallel universe so that he could have his son back. This concept of if there's more than one version of a single character is a good litmus test to know if it's just a vast universe or if it's a multiverse. Let's get in now to how a multiverse story, a multiverse world, is written and developed. A lot of the times, one of the first things that you will see in the introduction of this theory is that the character is facing an issue that they want to go back in time to fix. So in your story, the problem is they go back in time and made a mistake somehow, stepped on the wrong butterfly. And now the solution is fixing it, realigning the timeline to how it should have been initially. The next common trope or idea that you'll see in these multiverse stories is they go and visit an alternate timeline or a parallel universe somewhere else, and then they get trapped there. Again, if you're doing a portal fantasy, this falls into that category. Like I mentioned briefly before, another way that this story idea, the multiverse, can be used is for the alternate universe. It is a whole genre, especially in fan fiction, but it's becoming more popularized out in the world of what if this happened instead of that? What if we used steam instead of electricity and you get a whole steampunk genre? That kind of idea of there is another way that the world could have played out if these things were true. And it explores that idea of a multiverse connected to our own universe. Another thing to play with if you wanted to kind of dabble in this alternate universe, multiverse type story is dreams. One of the book series that I read a long time ago was the Circle series by Ted Decker, in which the main character, every time he falls asleep, he wakes up in this parallel type universe. So he thinks that our reality is the dream. And then he falls asleep over there. He wakes up here. He thinks that was the dream. He's hopping back and forth between these two universes by dreaming. Another very common trope, and I feel like kind of the best way to pull off the trope, is the evil twin in the multiverse. So you get this evil twin concept because they come from an alternate universe instead of being born at the same time from the same mother. You get to explore that idea of what if my character had chosen this other thing and led them on a different path in a parallel universe idea and then have them meet and have to confront each other. The other way that we see this played out quite a bit is the multiverse conqueror. This has been represented in the recent phases of the Marvel multiverse introduced in Loki, where you have Kang the Conqueror, who is trying to conquer and subject all of the multiverses to his own rule and using his many, many copies of himself to do it. 
And there's one final way that we see the multiverse used well. This is sort of a blurring the line between the multiverse and the single universe. This can sometimes be called a pocket dimension, a pocket universe, because it's just a smaller version of ours or within ours, but its own place within the main dimension. So instead of having them as parallel universes, it's one universe inside of another. Now, there are problems with the multiverse when it comes to telling a fantastic, enormous, heart-wrenching, relatable, emotional story. The multiverse brings with it a multitude of issues. This problem, I think, was really shown and represented, maybe unintentionally, in the Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, because we see these characters that we have grown connected to die. So we see Professor X die, and there's no meaning or connection behind it because it's not ours. While at the same time, suddenly Iron Man's sacrifice no longer means as much as it did because, well, there's a million other Iron Mans out there that haven't had to face Thanos. He's still out there, so why do I care as much about this one? Along with that, especially if your particular character is aware that there are 17 other Spider-Mans out there, the sense of self becomes super vague. And especially if you don't address that, what it means to be Spider-Man, you don't have some sort of crisis where he faces this particular fact. I don't want to invest emotionally in that character. Now, if you want to have a magic system involved in this dimensional travel or even just really advanced technology, you need to have it based around the dimensional travel or it needs to be completely soft magic, completely unexplained. If you try to both explain multidimensional travel and a magic system, it is just going to confuse the readers because that is a lot of stuff to try to get them to comprehend in a very short amount of time. Like we mentioned earlier this month with the one impossible thing, making sure that those two are the same impossible thing makes it so much easier to keep track of. Another issue with having a multiverse, it's super easy to fall victim to a way more philosophical conversation than this type of story requires. We're not saying you can't go into the whole concept of free will versus destiny and what is set in stone, but keep in mind that you're still telling a story. You still want to entertain. Yeah, you kind of have to go all in on that. I think H.G. Wells did that with their time machine of the universe being self-correcting. It's very difficult to care about your character's free will if they have a destiny that they're forced to fill. So if you're not ready to take on a complex, multi-dimensional story, put this on hold. Keep the idea, because it can be a lot of fun, but keep in mind that it is a lot of work to do it well and do it in a way that is still entertaining for both you and the reader. And don't let the multiverse be the most interesting part of your story. You still have to make it human. You still have to connect with your readers. You still have to tell a story that is a problem and a solution. The multiverse is a part of that. But even if you have the biggest and most complex universe out there, that doesn't mean anything if you don't write selfishly. 
If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots@aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. 